Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. Oh, well, okay. good morning. Hey, I can say good morning. Yeah, because it's we're the recording morning. in the morning. So Recording in the morning. Yeah, it kind of has a little vibe to it or something. Um, I will say, I am definitely a morning person. So if I seem a little extra chipper, it's because I'm a morning person. And even though it's later morning... Uh, I tend to just have a more invigorated spirit about myself in the morning than I do in the evening. See, I'm a morning person and a night person. It's afternoon where I get all uh-huh. discombobulated. <laughs> I that's don't know what that is. That's classic, like Mediterranean life. You just take a siesta. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I was born on the wrong coast. Right. Although, with your family situation dynamic, I don't know that you could take an afternoon nap. Every day. No. Unlikely. Fine. Fine. <laughs> maybe in maybe in twelve years. And it being late morning, the likelihood of my children coming bursting in asking for something highly increases, just so you're aware. There. That you know, it is what it is. And I am recording in a library meeting room on vacation at my parents' place. So yeah. Uh, you know, we tried and failed last night to actually record just to, to put that out there because the internet just was not cooperative and we decided well, inst- to be fair, it let us catch up and then stopped working when we wanted to record. <laughs> yeah, it was the craziest thing. We talked for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, <laughs> catching up, getting everybody like, oh, this is what's happening. And then it stopped working when we tried to hit record. So here we are on a morning the next day in a very different aspect of things anyway and now we're gonna we have been in a series on nehemiah we've been talking through david mckenna's book becoming nehemiah we're gonna pause for just a commercial interruption on that book for just this episode uh and just kind of take this episode and talk a little bit about kind of a check-in an emotional check-in a, a physical check-in uh because it's been a crazy couple of months for both of us, you know, Salvation Army officers, it's very busy at Christmas time for the Salvation Army. But in addition to kind of talk about, we've had maybe a little bit of a challenging year. And this episode's going to come out actually tomorrow. Uh, and it's just coming up to the end of the year. And so Christmas time, seasons, mm-hmm. life, all of those things, we thought we'd just take a take a moment to talk about all of that stuff instead of continuing in Nehemiah for one week. So we'll continue in Nehemiah next week. Uh, but today, we really wanted to just kind of check in and catch up and talk about seasons and the year oh. and stuff. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as I tend to say. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for me, yeah, the, the season has been a, a season of... Uh change i guess um well you know we had uh we moved states we uh moved um well yeah and we moved positions um in our as past pastors into a very different um way of doing things still salvation army but just different yeah and so pretty much everything I felt like I was starting to get to know what I was doing <laughs> in small rural Missouri with the people that I had. Yeah. Um, 
I felt like we were finally a pulling people and building them up into leadership, mm-hmm. you know, and um, starting to be able to give things away to them to do and to grow, you know, grow. And um, well, the, as we had talked about in leadership before the scaffolding method, right. You build it up and then you can slowly take away pillars because it can stand on its own. And then we were just like removed out of that and thrown into a totally different higher hierarchical structure. Um, and because we became a captain, so in Salvation Army, after you serve five years, if you get promoted to captain, um, I've kind of felt like our scaffolding left. Yeah. Because people are like, you're a captain, like you should know what to do. But everything that they do is different <laughs> from what we knew how to do. Um, and so it's been a, yeah, just a series of, of change, I guess, of relearning things, but without, but just having to trust that God knows what he's doing. Um, and God does know what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, in this year, I felt a little bit discouraged. I kind of feel like my hype team has gone, not that I need a hype team, but they're nice. They're nice to have around, you know, people who think that you're cool and like your ideas. <laughs> but but uh, people, it's been different, I'll just say. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, you know, we haven't grown together. Yeah. So my ideas are like, yeah, that's not going to work here in this context. And I'm like, oh, well, then that was my one shot because I tend to be a gut person. So I sometimes only come with one idea that I put all my guts to mind and then it's not. But I was just reminded um so um Romans 12 12 has kind of been my um my picker upper, you know? All right. Romans right. 12 12. Yep. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer. Mm. And that's been kind of my thing. And so when we first got to Minneapolis, Captain Brian and I, is, uh, my husband, uh, our our big vision was to establish roots, right, in the in the area. Like, we want the Salvation Army to be known by our neighbors. Yeah. And not just a place that people can come to if they need help, but a really a place of community growth, right? So that was our vision. We went out, we met like five or six shops saying this is who we are this is what we do and then um we had i had to terminate someone and i had to fill in that role as the social services director and that took like 1000 percent of my time and i didn't get so like really i went out in june and then i didn't yeah again but i was just telling jenny something like really kind of crazy happened because I was feeling really discouraged because I told all these people, like, this is the vision. And then they're like, where are you on the vision? And then I'm like, uh, nowhere. That's where I'm at. Right. Um, so a co-worker's car had broken down. And he would try to start it in the parking lot. It didn't work. So we had to have it towed to a nearby auto shop. And he needed a ride over there. Right. So we're in there. And uh, I'm looking around. And I'm thinking, you know what? We take our cars, like, way out 40 minutes away when there's this perfectly fine auto body shop here. So I'm like, do you guys ever work with Salvation Army? And I'm just looking for 
a nice cheap place to get cars worked on if they need to. And the two men um, that were there look at each other and say, you're a Salvation Army? We have been praying to God for uh, a meeting with Salvation Army because we know you serve God and you help people and we want to figure out how we can partner with you to help people. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And these are like tough dudes. The guy was speaking Arabic and Spanish and English. Like, and he was like doing a thousand things. And he just stopped what he was doing. And he was like, Salvation Army, I've been praying for this. Wow. And I was like, God is, you know, he just knows stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. God knows stuff. True story. And it, just, it just an encouragement to me, like, stuff gets busy but god's god's vision for things doesn't change right just because i'm feeling burdened by it yeah so but it also yeah. shows that god is working through you certainly but also around you yeah yeah right like working both ends yes to the yeah. middle right um, we had a situation in Manitowoc. So things this Christmas season was both probably the best Christmas season I've had in Manitowoc and the worst Christmas season I've had in Manitowoc. So the best because we had a, an officer in training and it was awesome to, to be able to make that connection and work towards uh, growth and and also be able to to teach somebody, hey, this is how we do things here. and and also to learn from her and the expertise that she brings to the table. But in the worst, because my puppy of 11 years passed away, which sucked yeah. a lot. And I'm going to just move right along because if I don't and I sit, I'm going to start crying and weeping. And as much fun as that's going to be, I, I'm i in a public library in a meeting room and I don't really want to do that. So, but, so it sucked in that regard. And it's going to suck when I go home. In the midst of all of those things, there were some amazing kind of divine appointments that also happened in Manitowoc. And one of those was, uh, it happened that one day my pantry uh, director called in sick. And it happened to be a day, it happened to be a Wednesday where we had a truck, the monthly truck came in, which really kind of, man, he's not going to be here to put the truck away and get all that stuff. But in addition, that left me running the pantry for the day which is fine. I don't mind stepping in when I need to be stepping in. It's That's just one of those things that you have to do sometimes. Well, meanwhile, we have had we had, had a new volunteer help, helping out on Wednesday afternoons that I had never met before, and I got to meet her. And mm -hmm. long story much shorter, uh, she kind of a similar situation where she was like looking for a job because she had been re-shifted um, at her job, kind of out of a job. She was made redundant. And mm. so they let her go. And so she was looking for a job. She said, how cool would it be to work for the Salvation Army? And as I was talking to her and as I was talking or watching her work with individuals, it was just a perfect kind of fit. And it was a job yeah. that, honestly, it was a job that we weren't necessarily specifically hiring for, but it was always one of those things that kind of in the back of my mind was always just sitting there like, if you find the right person, Mm -hmm. like the right personality, the right vibe, the right spirit, the right energy, then pull the trigger and get this position. And so 
We did. Why? All because God ordained mm-hmm. that my staff member call in sick so I could finally meet her so that we could connect. So that And so she'll start in January, which is just crazy. Yeah. Like, God, oh, it's so cool. It is. Absolutely. So, you know, it's one of those things, too, that sometimes we get so focused in on our world, our little corner of the world, corner of the universe. And we forget that God is not just working in our lives. Mm -hmm. He's not just working in our family's lives. He's working all over the world. Mm. And so he can orchestrate divine appointments. He can orchestrate, you know, where he's working both ends to the middle where, you know, you don't know until you sometimes you don't know until you look back sometimes you you don't ever know until maybe we get on the other side of glory and and realize oh my gosh i didn't even know that we were making that kind of impact or that kind of you know appointments from god's perspective his holy spirit is just working all the time and it's awesome that's why i think heaven besides just being heaven but it'll be just really cool i you know to be behind you know what scripture calls the cosmic veil yeah. And to see, I actually, okay, this is, you know, okay, you know who I am. So you'll understand this. But it reminds me of a conspiracy theorist board. Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like yep. a giant whiteboard and like all these like different pegs and strings are like connecting. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and like ways and you don't, but that's how I picture it. Not, not in conspiracy theories, but I mean, <laughs> div- I don't know a better word for it, but. Divine, divine movements yeah <laughs> divine movements but but you can see all these different pegs and you're like oh when i see it all here right it yeah. makes sense and you know one of the one of the things we say on this podcast is like every every person matters every story matters right and it even the smallest thing matters absolutely in ways like we can't even fathom. And I like what you said earlier about God um, even moving like around, around us, you know? Yeah. And I, that's why I said, just keep on, you know, my anthem is that Romans 12, 12. All I have to, like, this is my role, right? Yeah. Be persistent in prayer. Be patient in tribulation. Rejoice yeah. in hope. Right. Right. That's my, that's my job as a Christian. <laughs> Is to trust that God knows what he's doing. Yeah. But also the beautiful thing about God is that even though he knows and he's, he's working all the pegs and he's moving all the things, he still makes room for our emotional impact of it. Yeah. Right. Cause we're not, well, we're not just pawns. Right. And I think sometimes at least I can, I can sometimes think about what does it matter? God's going to do it anyway. You know? Yeah. What does it matter? So I don't, cause I can be melancholy and dramatic. Surprise, surprise. What? But, <laughs> but, but God isn't just, he isn't treating us like pawns in his story. Right. He's inviting us in and the emotional impact of, of things he makes allowance for. Right. And he rejoices with us. Mm-hmm. He grieves with us. Yeah. He laments with us. 
he hopes with us. Yeah. And I think that's what makes God so different from other worldviews and other deities, right? That people might believe in. God is personal. Mm -hmm. So he's holy and he's other and he's like doing all the things. And yet he's personal and yeah. a friend yeah. and a father Yeah. at the same time. And it's like, when you just like stop to think you're like, whoa, yeah. wild, right? Absolutely. Can definitely, if you let it, it can blow your mind. Yeah. I think so many times in our walk, we... We take things for granted mm. or we treat or we treat the everyday things as almost so ordinary that they don't matter. Right. That somehow or another ordinary is bad because it's got to be over the top. Right. Right. In fact, uh, coming up in this new year, I'm going to be preaching a sermon series on ordinary Christianity. Or ordinary Christians. And the idea being that because the world has become so extra, for mm -hmm. lack of a better way to say that, uh, everything's got to be over the top. Everything, you know, don't just live, thrive, don't just, you know, it, and yeah. don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with, with extraordinary experiences, with superfluous things, like Superlative things, super helpful, super great. Sometimes <laughs> the problem yeah. is if we think that that's how every day has to be, we're going to be mightily disappointed. In addition, that can that can often foster resentment or disillusionment or frustration or depression because we think, oh, well, I'm watching everybody's life unfold on social media and their lives look fantabulous. Except that their lives, just like our lives on social media, mm. it's not it's not reality. It's it's picking a thing here and picking a thing there. It's it's kind of the montage mentality. You ever watch you know those movies or TV shows where I think of Rocky specifically, right? When he gets into shape for his his boxing matches, Rocky tells you a little bit about the generation I grew up in. Uh, it's a montage of workouts with a, a, you know, power ballad song from the eighties in the background. And he runs a little bit and he punches a bag a little bit and he does a jump rope a little bit and he lifts weights for a little bit. But that's not how reality works. You can't just do each of those things for a little bit. And then I'm suddenly Rocky Balboa entering the ring against Ivan Drago and winning Right. Like that is a montage representing months or at least certainly weeks, definitely weeks, probably more like months of actual every day working hard, putting in the hours, putting in the work in ordinary ways to get you to a point. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes we want things to happen instantaneously or we want things to happen in this superfluous way this amazing 
extravagant way. And we forget that like God sees faithfulness. You know, I, I think of, um, in fact, uh, now that I'm thinking about this through, this has just occurred to me. I, I believe it's a, a number of places, including Isaiah, but what is God doesn't want your sacrifice. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want the grand gesture. He wants your faithfulness. He wants mm. your, you know, feed the, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, be there for a friend to be a shoulder to cry on, yeah. seek justice, you know, things that in our world tend to fall into the category of ordinary or mundane. And yet God is working in those moments. And sometimes we don't even see the opportunities for divine appointments because we're just like, this is a boring Tuesday, you know? I don't know, thoughts yeah. that are turning in my head right now. No, I get it. Uh, yeah, that makes so so much sense. I like it. God is good. And it's been hard. I mean, and, and we don't sugarcoat that. But God is still faithful. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we can trust in that, you know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm going to go back to a house. Um, in January, because right now I'm on vacation with my family and have had a wonderful Christmas with everybody and going to have, you know, a New Year's celebration with friends. And that's going to be great. But I go back to a house in January without a dog in it, which sucks. So, you know, it's figuring yeah. out those new rhythms, figuring out new routines, figuring out what does life look like now that I don't care for a four legged companion yeah that sucks a lot but that's how seasons of life work at times mm -hmm. right there's there's grief and there's joy there's life and there's death um some friends of mine are going through a really rough spell with with family um in an icu right now um mm. where things are you know, they're stable, but they're still not good. Mm -hmm. And so, but God is working in those situations too. It's not just the aha divine appointments like, yay, this is awesome. It's also the the tough days, the hard times, the sorrowful points of our life that God is working. And, you know, scripture says these light and momentary troubles that certainly never feel light or momentary in the moment. Yeah. <laughs> they feel devastating and way beyond our capacity to bear. And yet God is good and gives us strength to bear up, gives us mm -hmm. strength to endure, um, reminds us of his love and care and provision. I mean, if, thinking just about his provision, when Cooper died, I had friends and family, well, I'm going to say family, family in Christ, who, were, who could be there for me. Mm -hmm. That was his provision. He knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen at some juncture. I mean, this is, this is how all life works, right? All life ends eventually in death. That's the cycle of things. Mm. But it could have been far worse under different circumstances, right? So God, I think, was merciful to me. 
to allow mm-hmm. for people to be there so that I didn't yeah. have to endure alone. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get focused on, so for example, in, in Manitowoc, there was uh, during Christmas toy shop, uh, someone who had a fire. So we, uh, a couple of us left the toy shop under good hands and we went and we helped someone with the fire and it's devastating to have a fire. You know, no one, no one was hurt. Praise the Lord. Merciful, uh, you know, there where no one was hurt, but things are lost. Right. And it's devastating when you lose most of your belongings in addition to the home over your head. And while it's very difficult in the moment to see this individual had has continues to have an amazing support system of a church family, a a blood related family and friends who could be there to support her through this situation. And while things are devastating and hard, and I don't want to discount that at all, God had prepared that situation by providing for her in a very faithful, graceful, mercifully, uh, merciful way so that she can can survive through it does that make sense yes i think yes. if we just focus on the the bad thing or the situ bad circumstances or and i'm not discounting bad things i'm not discounting trauma i'm not discounting difficulty but look around mm-hmm. where can you see god's provision in the midst of those situations where can you see god working even through the difficulty or trauma or devastation, because where we focus is what we're going to find, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. looking for Volkswagen Beetles on the road, I'm going to find them, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm looking for garbage, I'm also going to find that, (laughs) right? So look for the ways in which God has provided and let that be an encouragement. So, that was my thoughts for today, kid. Yeah, I like it. I think you even got the final word. I got nothing more <laughs> to add to that wisdom. Well, I had lots miracle. to think about. had lots <laughs> to think about this week. All right, friend. Well, this has been a joy- joyful time for me. Um, Merry Christmas belated to everyone out there. Uh, we, we did take mm-hmm. a week off. Things were a little hectic with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in our lives. <laughs> Um, but uh, happy new year as we bring in this yeah. uh, next 2024. Um, honestly, yeah. I'm pr- praying for uh, blessings so that we can bless others, certainly, because that's my thing. But uh, just I think Romans 12, 12 is a good one. Yeah. And it's an easy one to memorize in the new year. <laughs> yeah. What is it again? Could you say it again? I can. Yes. Romans 12, 12. No, I haven't memorized it yet. Hold on. <laughs> I had it in my Bible. I got to turn back to it. Turn back time. Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Why can't... Well, there's, you know, there's a couple different fabulous Be translations. Joy- Be joyful in hope, patient in tribulation, and faithful in prayer. Or persistent in prayer. Yeah. Uh, another translation, rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent yeah. in prayer. Yep. I like that one. Those are going to be my uh, my New That's Year's good. resolutions. New Year's resolutions. There we go. 
I'll have to find mine. Haven't haven't gotten there yet. I got a got a couple days, but I don't actually generally do New Year's resolutions, but I definitely do like kind of thematic things. Usually they don't last the full year. Usually I'm on to the next one in the, in about three months, but um, <laughs> right. that's just my brain works super fast sometimes, and I just get bored with something. I need to move on to the next thing. So anyway, I get it. I get it. Which is why it's pretty cool that we've been doing this podcast a year and a half because normally I'm yeah. like off to the next thing. So wild. Well, you know, I'll shout out to Corey Wheeler who keeps us going. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. All right, friends. Well, guys, we'll catch you another time. But God blesses us, why, Amanda? So we can be a blessing to others. All right, we'll catch you guys next time.